Yo, what's good? This is Matt from Buckle Up and Chill. Uh, Sean and I really appreciate y'all following us during episode 8. Hit us on Instagram and Twitter at Buck and Chill. And hit that SoundCloud link in our bio. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Buckle Up and Chill. Thanks. Boys and girls, welcome to another episode. Buckle up and chill. Hope you enjoy that shit. I can't believe it's all like that. I'm passing over the new. I've been waiting all day for that podcast. I guess Logic felt the same fucking way I did Saturday because I didn't feel like being alive after that third quarter. It didn't look like our defense wanted to be alive after that third quarter. Our number one defense, our number one pass defense gets shredded up by Haskins. Can't guard a crossing route for the life of them. Watson gets picked on. I can't believe it. It's Uncle Urban t- took the platter that we had with the Big Ten championship on it and just put it right down the garbage disposal. A playoff, <laughs> a playoff berth right on that platter. Uncle Urban just intercepts a it. A golden platter. Oh, my God. I cannot believe the showing. Like, why are we not that prepared? Ohio State looks like shit against Maryland. Looks like shit against Indiana. Purdue. It, Purdue, well, obviously, yeah, Purdue, they lost huge to Purdue and then goes out and looks like the team that everyone projected them to be at the beginning of the year against us and we look horrible dude and I'm gonna hit on something you said in the middle um they got out schemed dude they got out schemed that beast Michigan defensive line yeah Don Brown got out schemed stubborn ass motherfucker dude they got out schemed and Don Brown was too stubborn to adjust. And you know what the one big advantage was, I thought? Haskins is going to have a tough time getting clean throws off. You know what he did? No pressure. No pressure. So guess what he got off? Clean throws constantly. I was very... Was Rashawn Gary even dressed? Because I didn't even <laughs> notice he was on the field. I mean, it was just... It was... I was... in guys, I know I called, and I did tell you it was going to be high scoring. I didn't think to that extent. I said 38-28. Because I knew Michigan was going to score on them. But I'm just so shocked that the number one defense, Don Brown, an absolute genius on the defensive side, could 62 points. I mean, guys, you scored 39. If I would have told you they would score 39 at the beginning of the week, would you have said Michigan would won, right? In an easy win, right? No, you projected, you predicted it to Ohio State to have 28 points. I think you predicted 38-28, and yeah. I said, no way they're scoring 28 points. <laughs> I know. And they scored literally over double that. They punked us all. They had everyone. <laughs> Kurt Herbstreak predicted against his own school that Michigan was going to win. Real motherfucker, by the way. I yeah, like him. I love him. But even they, got, they punked him, man. They had all of us fooled. Dude, it was actually cool, Herbstreit, because he never admits he's like, I am Ohio State through and through. I was kept on the football team. But then he went to the analyst. I and think said, it was deliberate, uh, delivered like at Desmond Howard because he's always a big I homer. know. It is true. And Herbstreit is so much more level-headed than that. It's just crazy to think, though. Okay, so Ohio State won, right? 
They should have lost at Maryland last week. It was a wide-open two-point conversion for the win. Easy win. Easy win for them. And now they have a damn good shot at the playoff just like that. Because I assume they'll beat Northwestern, but I don't think I know anything anymore after watching. If you told Michigan would give up 62 points, I'd be like, yeah, in what, three separate games? Right. Total of 62. (laughs) And that would still be a lot. It is crazy. And for all you Michigan fans out there, I know there's a lot, and I appreciate all you guys listening to our podcast. But seriously, I'm not going to do that to y'all. That is a heartbreaking loss. Yes, I didn't want you to lose. I had that sick thing down inside of me because I have to be honest with you guys. But even you predicted us to win. Yeah, because I'm, I have to be – I'm like Herbshire. you got to be honest about it. And I really did think Michigan was our team. After, don't you think, though, how the seasons went? Ohio State is like – and what's crazy is there wasn't a facet of the game that we looked good on. They had to make a mistake for us to get back in the game no. in the second half. Like, yeah. I thought we were dead with two minutes to go, and then we get those two touchdowns in six seconds, and that was luck. That was a little bit of puck luck, a little hockey reference for well, you. Well, you want to know what? A little teams. Uh, Ohio State on the block punt, uh, when uh, the gunner came back to catch it, he caught it right in stride. That was unlucky because imagine if you tackle him at the eight-yard line. You have a good chance to hold him to a field goal. So those are key plays, and you're right, Michigan – did get lucky in that, but, I mean, that's a rivalry game. That was incredible. Michigan scored two TDs because they were down, and that was – I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a classic game. And, th- and that leads me to how do you let them drive down the field and get points with 40-something seconds left on the clock in that half? You already know they're going to get the fucking ball mm-hmm. at half, and you let them drive down and get a field goal? Oh, that was pitiful. That – was a joke. They moved the ball at will. It was that defense looked all Michigan had atrocious. to do. Yeah, did absolutely. Yeah, definitely looked atrocious. All they had to do was get pressure on Dwayne Haskins, which I thought for sure. I, what we were talking about, I was watching with Floss Sports. Actually, follow Floss Sports and Floss Sports on uh, Instagram. I was watching with Floss, and we were talking about like at the beginning because they're getting no pressure for the first few minutes. And I was like, guys, it'll even out. Michigan will wear him down. But it just never happened. And I was truly shocked by that. And Rashawn Gary had zero impact. Winovich, obviously, uh, a little humble, not humbled, uh, hankered with an injury, didn't make an impact. Oh, I thought Boza was playing for him. Their D-line was just just outpo- that- overpowering us. It, it was sad. I actually thought Patterson had a decent game. Gentry, a couple nice throws. Gentry, Gentry that missed. drops. Warner made a great play in the end zone, but still, you got to hold on to that. He did make a great play on that, but God, okay, I will give that up. But he had a couple thirty-yard passes that yep. he just closed his hands to really and just dropped. And he's supposed to be our go-to guy. You know, and he's had a great season, and it just sucks. And same thing, Tom Brown, a great season, but then just like the biggest game of your lives. Ever. This was everything for Michigan. Playoff implications. And you... Don Brown choked, bro. And Jim Harbaugh going for two and he did. It wasn't the difference in the game, but that was also very puzzling. It was... It was astonishing to me. I I think what was worse about that is that we let them go down and get more points. Yeah, I know. Screw going for two. At the time, it didn't hurt. It was the fact that we let them go down, get points, regain the momentum that we just were... Got lucky enough to swing in our favor, Felt and then we just bad. let it let it go right back to him. And then first drive of the second half, they they just pick up right where they left off. 
I just, and the key was no pressure on Haskins. When Dwayne Haskins has no pressure, that guy's going to dice you. It doesn't matter how good your safeties and corners are. It does not matter. that He's just too accurate, and he can't move. So if you get him moving around and he has to make contested, on-the-move throws, he's not going to be near as effective. And I think everyone in the country knew that. I think if you've even watched a couple games, you would know that. It was embarrassing. It is embarrassing, and you know the whole country was watching that. It was, it was an entertaining game. I mean, a lot of scoring, but well, here's the thing: like, even if Ohio State dropped one to Maryland last week, and we had the automatic berth in the Big Ten, that was still the whole season. To me, it was with the setup that we had, it was playoff or bust for me. Even if we got that Big Ten and went and still blew out Northwestern, it's still a failure. This is bullshit, Harbaugh. He doesn't. $9 million a year. And Urban Meyer is fucking wiping his ass with him. I know. Literally, he's wiping his ass with Jim Harbaugh's $100 bills. Harbaugh's going to go home to a nice house and some nice heating and cooling. But he's just not winning. Guys, he beat State this year. He he beat Penn State. He beat everybody besides Notre Dame, Ohio State. Obviously. Down years. It was time to beat a top-10 top team. You had a down Big Ten. You had a down Ohio State team, which we thought. I mean, come on. A down Ohio State team, you know. I know they're national championship contenders every year. But in the games they were in, it was just this is a, such a disappointment. Ann Arbor's going to go up in flames. I swear <laughs> to God, dude. I feel so. I do feel bad for Michigan a little bit, guys. I seriously do, because you guys had everything on the table. You had a serious chance to seriously play for a national championship. Not saying that you'd win, but getting in the playoff. Hey, that's a freaking lottery ticket, right? You'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Oh, another down year, and another down year is an understatement. Like Harbaugh was brought here to beat Ohio State. This is a joke. I don't care if we beat Michigan State. Oh, I mean, I I, I care. I, I care, but, like, that's not the main goal. The main goal is winning that last game of the year and going to the Big Ten Championship and then going to the playoff. This is a joke. I cannot believe this. This program deserves more by now. Four years is a lot. $9 million a year. No yeah, I am for that money. Sorry, I didn't even mention that. No Big Ten championship since 2006, guys. And it's just another year where you had a golden opportunity and you blew it. Just yeah. like the one-yard line game, or the one, uh, the spot game. Yeah, with Ohio State. Yep. And it's just another year of, it's a good season. I mean, 10-2 is not a bad season. It never will be. But, guys, but with you need what was a big on the 10, line. You know, and especially how you thought the game would turn out. Failure, and it's sad to say. I don't want to, guys, all the Michigan fans, I don't want to depress you guys. Maybe we should go into uh, not the, no more depressing Michigan talk. I think we should go into a couple other college games because there were, uh, to say the least, a couple more very exciting games. Oh, yeah, because more playoff talk won't depress me. Well, <laughs> it will, but reality, I mean. We I, should be in it. You should be in it. Should. Harbaugh should be on the hot seat soon. But, I mean, I, we won't be better. Without Who are you going to find better? Who are you going to find better? We won't, but You somehow, got names for me? I need, I need solutions, then, if you got something better for me, dog. I, I, I guess I've got nothing, but I do got a name for you. Texas Tech's 
uh, head coach going to Michigan State's offensive coordinator. Cliff Kingsbury. So, uh, guys, this is a little interesting thing. I don't think it ever happened because I don't think he plays the kind of ball D'Antonio does, but he's an offensive genius who just got fired from Texas Tech after six seasons. Uh, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. He is from Texas Tech. So, and he was, what, the number 10 overall pick? Guys, and is lighting it up. And is uh, a freaking superstar, an MVP candidate in the National Football League. That would be, on a side note, guys, of the whole show, that would be a nice little pickup for us Spartans, guys. But you know what? D'Antonio wants to run the ball 40 times a game. He's like, back in the 1960s, Big Ten football. We were running the ball 70 times a game. We were in national championship. Game has changed. Okay, maybe he can do a halfway, halfway what D'Antonio wants, but I just think it would be a good option. I did, really do. Did I hear correctly in a, in a post game interview that he thinks he's gonna pretty much stick with what he's got? Yes, you did. I and mean, I don't know what the exact quote was, but he said pretty much. Which it was, was along those awkward. lines. It was awkward. It wasn't like definitive either. It was like awkward as hell. I don't understand. I don't I don't know. I can't control it. I mean, God. And I'm not saying I know more than them, because I certainly don't, but it just doesn't make sense. But you know what? That is just not even an epic topic. What I want to talk about, excuse me, is uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma, which we watched together, 59-56. to 56. I predicted recently 58-51. to 51. I always tell you the Big 12 is entertaining. You... Entertaining or no? It was entertaining, and I tried Michigan fans. I tried to steer away from the playoff talk. Guess it didn't work. Uh, Oklahoma, I hope they get in over uh, Ohio State. Absolutely, they're way more entertaining to watch. They're, that it's funny thing. With and they have the worst loss. They have the better win, worst loss. Yep, yep, better win, worst loss. I would totally agree with that. But guess what? Oklahoma's playing Texas in Big Twelve Championship game. That's a redemption. That's their one loss. Yeah, I think that that. Will play a huge role. Oh, I mean, Oklahoma's got to be so happy that they got to get Texas, the one team they lost to. Where's Texas at in the rankings now? I think, gosh, I can't remember. Well, higher than Northwestern, right? Yes, Northwestern, I believe, is like 19. 19. Yeah, but remember, the playoff rankings don't come out till on, on Tuesday, and we're gonna release we're gonna release guy on guys, excuse me, on Tuesday, so we won't actually know. But the Saturday episode that we released on Saturday, every Tuesday and Saturday, guys. So please don't forget that. And please follow our Instagram, Buckle, Buck and Chill, and hit that link in the bio. But, yes, I predicted Oklahoma. I would love to see Oklahoma. But Ohio State's almost the same kind of team. No defense, great offense. Offense, score, six more. Well, you mentioned a good offense. Washington State looked like uh, the weather, that snow in the Apple Cup. Got to them, and they did not pull it off. Washington going to the championship game. That sucks, because I really like to see Minshew play. Me too. I love Minshew. But you know what? It's always going to be very difficult to throw the ball, which they do 50 to 60 times a game. And, and guys, it wasn't just like a little light snowfall. It was a snowstorm, and it was very windy. And Washington took advantage of it. You gotta give him. Uh, Miles Gaskin had two touchdowns over two hundred fifty yards on the ground. Who is like one of the best backs in the country? Doesn't get a lot of clout, but he's very good. And I do. I agree with you. I love Minshew. I freaking love Garner Minshew because I just love Washington's offense. And now it sucks because not only do we not get to see them in the Pac twelve championship game, would just be an extra game. We don't get to see them in like the Rose Bowl because. 
And that's tough for them. And you know what? That was Washington State's worst nightmare was a snowstorm. Oh, yeah. Worst they were, nightmare. Because all they do is throw the ball. <laughs> it was their worst nightmare. And God, I'm so upset because I love Minshew. And he's a Heisman candidate. Dynamic but player, man. Dy- very, God. He, he's, his accuracy is the best in the country, I swear to God. I mean, Fromm is really good. I mean, Tua is probably the best. But Tua is in a class of his own. Yeah, two, uh, and then the rest. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, and of course, it's like you have Alabama. It's like, oh, they have all these great – they always have good D-line. Oh, the Iron Bowl. Oh, we're just going to go blow out Auburn. I know. And I want – yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Good fucking point. Dude, and I talked – Floss Sports told me when – because I was watching Michigan, and he's like, I guarantee Auburn meets Alabama. I said, dude, Auburn's not touching Bama. Georgia's not beating Bama either, guys, okay? So just get it out of your heads. When they get to the playoff, I'm not going to say anything. They'll win their first game. Clemson, I think, would give them the best game in the country, but I could never see Clemson beating them. Not even a, not even a chance. I couldn't. This is the best Alabama team I've seen since I've been following the sport. Hardcore. Yeah, I, I, Georgia, I think, has a good chance. They know them. They've, they beat anyway, them last year. Kirby Smart, former defense coordinator. Recently, too, like only two years ago. That would be the team that I think has the best chance right now, but... I mean, last year they had that running back duo of Michelle and Chubb, so I know that was maybe nasty. not so much this year. But yeah. Fromm is is deadly. They still have Holyfield and DeAndre Swift, who is a deadly duo, but it's not Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, who are first and second round picks. It's not to that caliber. You want to talk high caliber? How about that seven overtime LSU and Texas A&M game? Wow, what an incredible game! And I didn't even watch it. I was fortunate enough to watch it. I got an alert on my phone. LSU and A&M are going into overtime. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch overtime. Little did I know I'd be stuck to my chair for the next hour and a half with seven OTs. This, 74-72, the highest scoring game in FBS history. Guys, you would never predict the highest scoring highest scoring game in FBS history would come from the FCC. You know you would predict Big 12. Anyone with a brain would, right? And, of course, LSU. Think about how good LSU's defense is, guys. They've got two top 20 picks in Greedy Williams and Devin White. And you're telling me – and don't even sit there and tell me Kellen Mond and what is his uh, number 13 in Texas A&M, I know. Kendrick Rogers. Kendrick Rogers. And I did not even know Rogers till last time. My big dude of the day, man. He was he absolutely dominated over time. Absolutely dominated. Don't tell me Jimbo hasn't made a major change there in AM. He has none of his recruits. He's just inherited. He's won eight and four in a tough SEC. And he's had key wins. And don't forget, he was down to the wire with Clemson and damn out of conference game. Jimbo is going to change SEC West. And don't forget, LSU's in there, Auburn's in there, Bama's in there, and A&M. It was so entertaining. We watched sports be entertained. It was completely entertaining. No doubt. Jimbo's had a great first year with the Aggies. But out of all respect for those defenses, they were gassed. Seven overtimes, you could just tell out on the field. Every single route that a receiver ran, they were, they were wide open. It was absolutely true. Even on the two point Besides that third overtime catch by our man Rogers. <sighs> one handed tip drill to himself. And he was and they also called defensive pass interference on that play and he still nabbed that ball. And you're right about the defenses because remember after the third overtime in college the rule is you have to go for two. 
So even on the two-point conversions, receivers in that small area were just running wide open, 74-72. On the stud you mentioned earlier, uh, Greedy Williams had a pass inter- crucial pass interference, which led to the game-winning catch on the two-point conversion. I know it did. I mean, I, I'm not. he's still a great corner. Oh, and, man. I'll take him on the Lions, please. I'll take him, please. Him and Slay, are you kidding me right now? 6-3, baby. But, you know, you, like you alluded to earlier, they were so gassed. I mean, that's even the best players on defense. Because offensive, it's so much easier to get breaks. You think Greedy Williams doesn't sit out one play on, on even receivers on offense sit out. It was honestly, guys, we watched sports for completely to be entertained. We don't have connections. We don't know these people. We don't know their families. They make a ton of money just to entertain us. And God damn it, that lived up to it. And college football is so freaking fun. And this is one of my favorite times of year. And I cannot wait for bowl season and championship Saturday next week. Cannot wait. Oh, cannot wait. Do you like the overtime system? You, you want to see it in the NFL? No. I know we're not trying to get in the NFL too much. No, but, but that no. I like the question, though. And I would like to answer because I've thought about it a lot of times. I like college that's kind of that shootout at the 25. So you're going to score no matter what unless you really mess up, right? You at least a field goal. I like the NFL because they're better players that if you go down to a field goal, you shouldn't be able to win the game. I think it's perfect the way it is. And I love in college going in third OT, you have to go for two. I wouldn't change a thing, but would it be more exciting? Yeah, but it's not the same as college, you know. Right. I, I agree. The players I mean, are too good. Yeah, we hate seeing games and in ties, but... I wouldn't want to see that way. I saw. I heard a lot of people saying like, "Oh man, you see that stat line of the of that game? It doesn't seem like it went to seven overtimes because they start at the twenty five yard line. Exactly. I mean, they're not gonna uh, pick up all those yards. No, like like, no like you see. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure the quarterback still like threw for right around four hundred oh, yards. They had to throw. Joe Burrow had his best game of his career. I mean, even and okay, aside from overtime, I watched like the majority of the game. Burrow. He's not a good quarterback, guys. He really is. And LSU just carries him with their offense line, defense, and all their skilled players. And he's a key skilled player, but he's the worst one. He had his best game of his career, and you know what? He just came up short. And Jimbo Fisher must, this is so gratifying for him. Eight and four, beat LSU. Oh, good damn. bowl game now. Oh, a nice bowl game. They were 22 before that, so imagine what they're going to move up to now after a number seven win. They're, they, they're probably going to be a New Year's six. Think about that for Jimbo. Ten years, $75 million, the first year, you're going to probably, most likely, play New Year's six. That's pretty, I'd say that's oh, successful, that's very, right? very successful. And None of your recruits. None of your recruits. That's pretty impressive. And they're going to do nothing but progress, I think, from here. Abs- oh, well. It, I mean, it, like you said, no, none of the recruits. So, I, I, yeah, I mean. Any indication... From this season, yeah. And Kellen Mond, he, he did get very lucky because he inherited a damn good quarterback. And that is very key. He inherited a really good quarterback. And he'll be back next year. And he will definitely be the starter. Hey, well, I know you've been trying to avoid it. But we can't. We cannot. You predicted the Fighting Irish to go down. But they did not as they took care of it. They went down 10 nothing early on against USC in that... Terrible environment that you talked about that's hard to play in. It was true, though. But after a while, you could just tell the athleticism took over. Absolutely. They just totally outlasted them. And, guys, I wasn't doing that for Hot Take Central, okay? 
I felt like it set up good. The last game of the season, rivalry game at home at night. You know USC is a brutal place to play at night, especially against a big team. And guess and after they lost to UCLA the previous the previous week, which was a terrible two and eight team. And their emotions are running high. They're five and six, going for bowl eligibility. I thought this sets up perfect. And they go up ten nothing early, and then just like you said. But yeah, I'll last them, and I was wrong. I truly did think USC was going to win. But guess what, guys? Notre Dame doesn't have to play another game till the playoff because they just cashed their playoff spot. No doubt. Because Michigan lost, so they're a billion percent in. There's no way. It is just. It does suck. They need to get up in a championship game, man. Sooner or later. That's 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 petty. They do run the risk, though, of when they are not in a conference. They literally have to go 12-0. and to get in, they have to because they if they would lost one game this season. Were they twelve and zero with Teo? Manti Teo, his fake girlfriend was texting me and she said she's not sure. But no, yeah, they were twelve and zero when they went to that game. They got messed up. Oh yeah, and I think they that will was, again this year. That was before the playoff when they did that. That was like the final year before they actually did the playoff. But. They don't play next week, so real quick, we should go into previewing next week's games, all the championship games that actually do play in a championship game. <laughs> Friday standalone game, Utah, Washington State. Or no, sorry, Utah and Washington. Yes, sir. Well, we all thought that's not a too bad of a mess up because it was assumed that it was going to be Washington State, but Washington got the snow, and I love that it's on a Friday night. I seriously do, and I will take Washington all day because Jake Browning is an experienced quarterback. Miles Gaston is an experienced, excuse me, experienced back. Uh, Chris Peterson is an experienced coach, and Utah is kind of coming out of the womb right now, I feel like. I mean, this was a magical season for them this year to be in the Pac-12 championship. It'll be, I'm very happy it's on Friday. That's what I'm very happy about, and I'm excited to watch the game. Oh, yeah, being that it's a standalone game, be something to just tune into while we're recording our next show. I know, perfect, because, yeah, y'all, we record on Fridays, release on Saturdays, record on Sundays, release on Tuesdays. So perfect timing for that, but yeah. I am more excited about the noon yeah. game on Saturday. Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma gets a chance for revenge. This is a chance of redemption. Kyler Murray, the outfielder for the Oakland A's, which will be soon, but the quarterback for Oklahoma for now. Lincoln Riley, who is probably the hottest topic of coaching who people want in the country, NFL or college. And you know what? You lost to Texas 11-1. You lost your bitter rival. And guys, let's just get this straight. They are bitter fucking rivals. Redemption, a Big 12 title, Apostle playoff berth on the line. That is going to be kicked at high noon, and that shit is going to be dope. I'm telling you guys, fucking tune in, please. Oh, I, that game is going to be super exciting. Can't and that, wait. Oh, great rivalry game that we didn't even have to wait till last weekend for. Wait, but, real quick on that. Imagine Michigan-Ohio State playing in the middle of the season and then whoever loses and then you play in your conference championship game. Imagine Michigan lost in the middle of the year. You have redemption. I'm just saying, I'm just well, saying. Well, we're going to need a little bit of division realignment. Isn't that Realignment. Cool? I know. Isn't that cool though for Oklahoma? I think that's awesome. That's your bitter rival. I oh, think that's yeah, really a, a big storyline that gets lost. It's huge. Oh, it is huge. And, and that's where it's going to lead me to is I'm not going to predict the game right now. I'm going to wait till the next episode, but it's hard to beat a team twice. 
What's that four o'clock game? So you didn't you you're not predicting the game because you kind of just did. I'm not <laughs> predicting the game. I'm just saying. <laughs> bit, I'm just saying it's hard. To, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right. I can't disagree with that. What are the other games we got? Four o'clock game. That is Georgia. the Georgia and Alabama. Yes. Whew. Talk about playoff implications, huh? Well, I don't have to root for Alabama anymore, well, so who gives a shit? Yep. Now, if you're Ohio State Buckeye, you're rooting for Bama. I'll tell you right now, if Georgia somehow beats Alabama, Ohio State is in big trouble. Because, okay, so we got locks. We got Alabama or Georgia, so that's one. Notre Dame's lock. Notre, yes, that was the second one I was going to mention. Clemson's not losing to Pitt. Yeah, so we'll, so that's three locks, right? Yep, So that, game that leaves week. Ohio State. And either a Georgia, if Georgia loses, then they're out because Alabama will be number one. Just like, so this is, and this was supposed to be Michigan's big game to watch. And it's so disappointing. I'm sorry, but uh, I would have rather be been like that. Like I said earlier, man, we had it on a platter. We ruined it ourselves. God, you know, understand that platter was worth $30,000 that you guys served up on. And you guys still threw it in the garbage. That wasn't very nice of you guys. Uncle Urban, man. <laughs> Uncle Urban. And, Speaking of Uncle Urban, man, he gets he gets played victim out there. He, boy, he got he got a sideline penalty for going out on the field, and then here's the announcers, dude. These are what causes tumors. These are what causes the headaches, guys. Are you shitting me? You're making this guy out to be victim. That was what, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sorry, guys. I was seriously cracking in the background. Guys, they are just playing to him so hard. Guy, why don't you get on your knees and suck right, his We get it. He's a great bro. coach, but that is not what causes his tumors. No. That's not what causes his headaches. Oh, it, that was that was. I I ugh, I hate announcers that are like that. And what's crazy is I thought ears. Joel Klatt was a homer for Michigan, and then I heard that game, and I was like, okay, I guess I was completely wrong on that. Everyone, and you're not. You were definitely in the majority. Everyone thought that. And I, myself included, and I heard him call the game, and he was kind of, I mean, he had good reason to kind of bash on Michigan a little bit with the outcome, but. No, I'm just seeing the way he sucked off Urban. That was I know, that was awkward. Awkward. Both of them. Gus Johnson, too. I know, Gus Johnson. I know. What are you going to do? Fox inherits the Big Ten. They have the Big Ten rights now, so. So what we got, okay, so, yeah, sorry, you know Ohio State Michigan, out of nowhere, that was non-planned, just comes out of nowhere. Ohio and uh, Northwestern at the night game. Eight o'clock, so you big think, favorites for Ohio State. So you think Ohio State's gotten the bag or not? Nah? What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope not, but yeah, I do. So you're a Northwestern fan on Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah, screw Ohio State. I agree. If I was you, I am going to be rooting for Northwestern as well because I don't want to see Ohio State in the playoff because I truly don't think they deserve it. Because I saw that Kaysom Hill two-point conversion play against Maryland, guys. That receiver had three feet to his right, three feet to his left. That was a loss for Ohio State, and they just got a lucky bone. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, so they got lucky against Maryland. You want to know who they didn't get lucky against? Michigan. They went out and plowed us. It wasn't even snowing, and they fucking plowed us right to the curb. That was fucking bullshit. And, And now they're the class of the Big Ten. This was our year. And I don't know why I keep getting emotional on this. I wasn't supposed to today. I know why. I just I heard fan. What, what's the next game? What's the other night game? Are we still talking about Ohio? What the hell is going on? Dude, the other night game, I know. And I do want to hit on Ohio State. And I want to just backtrack a little bit here. 
You said you don't know why you're emotional. I know why you're emotional. You're a big fan. I know. I'm a Spartan. I mean, it's the same thing as all that, dude. There is no problem with it. It was a choke job. I'm not the same thing as a Spartan. No, you're not. You're just a douchebag. <laughs> That's what you are. That's okay, well, I guess I am the same thing as a Spartan. Oh, man. All right, burned. All right, I just got to move on. If that one burned. Seriously, Ohio State Northwestern, you know Ohio State's going to win, right? You're like, God, do you think Clayton Thorson can carry them? I don't think so. I just don't. And then I look at... And then I look at the Pitt and Clemson game, and a guy. Oh wow! Very well might be, but guys, don't forget, especially you Spartan fans out there. Do you remember when the Nard Dog used to come out from the coach's box down to the field? Yeah, the Nard Dog is playing for an ACC championship against the number two team in the country. But yeah, he'll have probably no chance. Do you understand how unbalanced these divisions are? You have Northwestern playing at eight and four. Might be seven and five. I believe eight and four though for a Big Ten title. And then you got Pittsburgh playing around around the same seven and five, eight and four range against Clemson. Guys, these divisions are not stable. They are completely unbalanced. And I think yeah, we need a realignment. Absolutely. And I know. Who would you hold? On, wait, wait. Who would you move if you realign the Big Ten? Who, what are your movements? Okay. Well, here. I actually thought about this earlier. You can't move, and I'm talking as a Michigan aspect, you can't move Ohio State and you can't move MSU because they want money. they got to play every year, which means I think they have to move Penn State. Yep. You move Penn State, and then you freaking tell Notre Dame, quit being a fucking stubborn ass in the Big Ten, and you put them in the West with Penn State. So you, you could have Wisconsin, Iowa, Penn State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a shot. No, I've been hearing for years is Texas and Notre Dame come in. Would you even want Texas? Texas wouldn't really fit, would they? It wouldn't fit geographically, but you're telling me you wouldn't want to have Texas oh, well, and Big Ten? Uh, I would yeah, love yeah, to. get rid of Oh, if, get rid of Maryland and Rutgers. Not, it makes no sense geographically. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But... I would love to have more teams the better. They decide they are Maryland Rutgers, and oh, it's just a travesty. Oh, that is horrible. The Ruck- Hey, hey, let's not forget the Rutgers almost pulled off a W this weekend. I don't know who they played. I think it was some local team. I'll tell you right now, I can't remember who Rutgers played, but they certainly bailed them. And whoever they played doesn't have very good offense. Needs they, a better offensive coordinator. They don't have very good offensive coordinator. They need Cliff Kingsbury. Shout out to MSU football. They need a little more talent, a little less injuries. I mean, I think their talent is okay. And I, I'm still, it's just Team A. But Rutgers took that team down to the wire. And I can't even refer to them as what the team really is. And if you don't know what the team is, you've got to do some research. That was a tough football game to watch. And you want to know what's funny? Michigan, Ohio State, it was Fox to Fox. Same channel. And then, so you go watch in that game, right, which is a great game, 4 first 10 right? And then you go watch. Oh, I hope you weren't watching if you're not either of a fan of those teams, guys. Listen, you're going to be 7-5, and five, whatever team that is, other local team besides Michigan. You're going to see a mediocre team from Power 5 and, it just wasn't our year, guys, and I hurt, but at least we got one more, right? Don't be too upset. Just don't be too upset, but if Rutgers would have beat us, I had a fire pit ready for all my clothing, I'll tell you that. Well, with 
with how close that game was and with how much Michigan has been losing to Ohio State, I, th- I think that might be the closer rivalry of the two. <laughs> You're such an asshole. I know it's kind of it's kind of dissing us as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we cannot. I mean, we don't even. We're not even on the same playing level, same playing field. But you were and this the year. Buckets, we were until coaching got got a hold of us, and we would go out there and looking completely unprepared. And completely now, unprepared. And now that we're on, you know the the talk of rivalries again for like the eighth time of this show. Why? Can't help it. You you know much more college football than me. LSU has won. LSU has won the last seven games against the Aggies. But why didn't they play since '95 until 2011? I'll tell you exactly why. Because Texas A&M was in the Big Twelve until 2011. They switched from the Big Twelve to the SEC. Shows how much I know about divisions. So it switched, and then they, of course, stuck them. So think about these. I was looking at the history. They're like. Oh, they lost their last seven, but they haven't won since 1995. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. No, it's because they switched the division. Because it makes more sense for Texas A&M to be in the Big 12, but they weren't willing. They were like, felt like they were playing second fiddle to Texas and Oklahoma. But they should belong with Texas and Oklahoma. It's Texas A&M, Texas Tech, all West Virginia. That's all that. So Texas A&M is kind of an anomaly in the SEC. I'll give you an anomaly. Michigan's defense giving up 62 points. At a time where they could not afford to give up 62 points. We sucked. And we sucked at a time that you can't suck. We couldn't afford to give up 30 points. That We, we scored 39. That last touchdown didn't count. Screw the last touchdown. That was absolute bullshit. None of us came out prepared. Our whole defense was absent. What did we do? Have third stringers out there? No. We just had Gary, Winovich, Hudson, like you said off air, Uche, they all blue. All the that boys. was absolutely especially Watson. I, I couldn't believe my eyes at what I was watching after that. We got gifted a chance to be in the game at the end of the second half. Better luck next year, bud. No, there is no next year. That was our year. Even though it wasn't Yo, thanks for listening. This is Matt from Buckle Up and Chill. Uh, me and my boy Sean here, one of my best buds. Thank you for listening again. Hit that Instagram and Twitter, at Buck and Chill. Hit that link in the bio for our SoundCloud link. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Buckle Up and Chill. And I promise the quality, I know the content is Gucci, but the quality is about to upgrade because we are about to get a lot better equipment. And you guys are in for a treat. So uh, just be sure you stay tuned and uh, stay buckled up because a lot of shit is coming. Thanks again for listening.